Are you prepared for God's future? Welcome to Apostle of the Future with Apostle Ashley Clater, where we discuss doctrinal myths versus truths, biblical facts, and much more. It's about it's time to grow up. Um, a lot of what Apostle of the Future is all about is preparing for God's future. What are we doing to prepare for what he needs, not for what we want in God's future, but for what he needs in his future? And so, um, you know, in preparing for this year's Apostolic Summit, which is just around the corner, and um, speaking on his future and how apostles shift eras to save nations, a big piece of that is us growing up, getting over ourselves. This is something that you don't hear too often in the body of Christ. Although if you move in the right circles, especially in the apostolic and the prophetic, you will hear it. And while yes, God is still blessing and yes, the Lord loves us. And yes, for somebody out there, it's going to be a turnaround for you. At this point in the game, the goal is to grow up and to mount up so that we can be ready to be used by God. There's so much emphasis on self in our doctrine, in prophecies. When you see how many prophecies that are out there and how many posts people put about calling it prophecy when it's really an exhortation or you know, it's this is a prophetic decree and, and it's some sort of widespread blanket statement of whatever blessing or finance or money or houses or cars. And what's missing is what's important to God. Now, am I saying that, you know, we're not important to the Lord? No, I'm not saying that at all. However, what is more important to God is that he has a kingdom that's left standing. He has a church that's still going to be around in 50 years and 20 years from now. How are we preparing God's people today for God's future of tomorrow. What are we doing to do that? And it is time to grow up. It's time for us to, you know, stop coming together for conferences just so people feel good or or only to encourage them uh, or to just focus in on, on certain things that are about people. But once upon a time, ministry was about God. Once upon a time, church was about the Lord. It was about the Lord more than it was about us. Um, having the Lord happy where, you know, us being taken care of is a byproduct of that. And it's time to grow up. It's time to stop giving excuses. It's time to stop quitting on everything because we get upset. We get offended. We get mad. Uh, you know, all of these things that we do that just sets the church back, sets God back for years. We often wonder why is the world so far ahead of us? How come, you know, they can just get things done? Why does it take us forever? Well, largely it's in part because we have people in place that don't want to bear down and push until this thing comes into fruition. You know, when a woman is having a baby, it's kind of too late to say, I don't want to be a mother. Here it comes. Uh, you know, of course, with these abortion laws that they have in some places, I guess it's not. But but uh, as far as that goes, it's kind of too late once you've already conceived, once you're already in the middle of something to say, I don't want this anymore. And even though even in our own country and around the world, there's all these provisions, you know, for women to just make their own choice with their own body. This is not your own body in your body. This is somebody else's body being housed in your body. That's like saying that you can do whatever you want to the people in your house because it's your house. We can see how that makes no sense. And so it's time for us to grow up and mount up. You can hashtag that for the rest of your day. Grow up 
and mount up. Get over yourself. I want to challenge you by taking a personal inventory in your own time of how many things you have started and not finished and the reasons that you've given. See, that's going to let you know if you're a part of God's problem or if you're a part of his solution. Are you finishing what you are starting? Did you say it can be something basic where you said to God, maybe you promised a leader in your church, somebody on your job, you're going to show up, excuse me, and volunteer one day a week, two days a month, whatever. Are you still doing that? Maybe you're that person who said, I'm going to join a certain team. Did you do it? And if you did do it, did you stick with it? Maybe you gave a, a vow to God. You know, we have all kinds of people who moved to Tulsa, for example. Maybe you were one of those people who said, when I get there, I'm going to be all in, all involved, no matter what you need, Lord. If you're one of those people who said to him, no matter what you need, then you better know he's going to come collecting on that whatever you need, Lord, type of thing. And the minute he asked you to do something that you didn't want to do, as we say, wants to do, then all of a sudden a different script kicked in. Are you a person of your word? You should study the scriptures about swearing to your heart, promising, making vows unto God. He takes them very seriously. And quite honestly, it's not about whether you say it in front of somebody or you don't. It's between you and him. And he's the one. Are you the person who made a vow to God with, if you rescue me from this situation, if you deliver me, if you heal my body, if you save uh, my son, if you save my daughter, then I'm going to do these things for you. And then he did his end of the deal and you're not doing your end of the deal. Are you the one who's breaking your word to God? Because see, people can sound off all day long about how mad they are with the church and God let me down over here. And, and uh, you know, this preacher, um, you know, didn't did this thing over there and whatever but is it you are you the person i have to do this for myself we all have to do this am i the one who's breaking my word to god am i the one who's slacking back am i the one who's making excuses instead of fulfilling my promises to the lord because if you break your promise to god you'll break your promise to anybody if you break your promises to the Lord, you'll break your promises to other people. You'll break them to yourself. And then it's time is very interesting thing because you just kind of blink, as we say, and a decade goes by. You think about think about where you were 10 years ago and where you are now and how fast that went. I mean, boom. Are you where you want to be financially, educationally, um, just professionally, whatever, creatively? Are you that person or are you someone else, somewhere else, blame shifting the world, blame shifting parents, blame shifting boss, blame shifting job, blame shifting COVID and everything else under the sun. When at the end of the day, it comes down to you, to me and my word or being where I said I was going to be. One of the hardest things to do is admit your own fault in life. I don't care what it is when it's you is it me did i actually do everything that i was told prophetically uh am i obeying instructions to the letter of the law am i being consistent am i being diligent am i managing i mean the list can go on and on and on and on and on and, on. and so are you that person or are you not i mean it's really time to take a look within it's so easy to blame out blame out blame out blame out and not really take ownership and responsibility of what 
we're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to be doing in this whole drama called life. And so I wanted to challenge you with that today. It's time to grow up. It is time. It is past time. Stop making excuses. You know that you are addicted to excuses. If, if I put the challenge out there, make no excuses for a week, just own it, do it. Don't no excuses. Not it was this. And you know, it was that, and I caught all the red lights this morning and that's why I'm late. Okay. Well, you know, so-and-so didn't do this and that's why that's and what didn't do that. And the people didn't. And, and what was your workaround? I mean, being under Dr. Paula Price for all these years has taught me the power of the workaround. Never take no for an answer. Don't allow people quitting to be the reason that you stop fulfilling your mandate with the Lord. Um, don't let not having enough money be an, I mean, uh, I've never seen somebody work it, work it, work it until it works. Um, you know, like the Lord, the Lord, that's what he does. When somebody falls off, someone else jumps in to do it. And that's how he operates. He has all this humanity to just keep going, keep going, keep going. Imagine if God quit at the rate that we do. Imagine if he gave excuses like we do. And so this is the season. This is the time. The, the door to the ark is closing on a lot of things. The flood is coming. The rains are coming. And this is not the era to be in doubt because God says he's going to do something that you've never seen before and you're not quite sure he's going to do it. Something else that I have learned along the way, and I shared this recently with, I don't know who I was talking to. Who was I talking to? So a group of, I don't know who. And I said, you know, I never let it sink in my head that nobody else can do this job. Who else is God going to have? Who else is going to show up? Nobody else is going to do this this way. Nobody else is going to do that. Do you know why? Because I replaced somebody who could have possibly thought the same thing. And I'm somebody's replacement, which means that there would be another one for me. There would be another one for you. There will never, never let Satan convince you that you are so important that you are the, I think the only person ever who was irreplaceable was Jesus Christ. He had to be the perfect sacrifice. He was literally the only one that qualified for that. Outside of that, all bets are off. Adam got it wrong. Well, that's why Jesus had to come. There you go. Adam messed it up. Eve messed it up. And then we have creation going all over the place. Eli got it wrong. God raised up Samuel. Samuel's sons got it wrong. He raised up Saul. Saul got it wrong. He raised up David. David lived a very long time. Uh, he made a whole lot of mistakes along the way, of course. And then uh, his other son was going to do it wrong. He slid in Solomon along the way. And on and on and on and on the list goes. Do not convince yourself that you can get sloppy with what God has given you, or you can get lax, or you can begin to change the way to your own self-interpretation because you feel that there's nobody else that God could choose or use if it's not going to be you. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous place to be in God and in life. Take your assignments seriously. Act like you can be replaced. Act like God can just send you on your merry wilderness way for 20 years until you get it right. Meanwhile, raising up somebody else in your place or somebody, somebody's else 
in your place. Stop giving excuses. Break that habit. These are this is a seducing spirit. And I'm saying this by the spirit of God. I'm not even saying this because I've had a conversation with somebody. I'm not saying this because, you know, there's uh, something that I'm picking up in the spirit realm as far as other than he said, this is what you need to say. I had another plan today and this is where I am. So there you go. So stop making those excuses. Get over yourself. Sometimes I have got to look in my mirror and say, self, get over you. Girl, get over yourself. Shake it off. Shake it off. This is an unclean spirit. Shake it off. This is not God. I don't even have to explore. I don't have to go deep. I don't have to spend more time trying to figure out what this thing is than to move forward in God and, and snapping myself out of it and understanding that sometimes a seducing spirit is just to get you to buy into one idea that's going to send you down the road and may not show up in its fullness until 15, 20 years later, five years later, six, seven months, nine months later. I have gone back, for example, because we've been documenting prophetic words as long as I've known Dr. Price and have gotten, I've gone back till nine, 12 years before certain people have left over the years for various reasons. And she, Dr. Price, has prophesied specifically what will take that person out if they don't let God work this thing out of their soul. I have it in writing. It is scary how she'll say, because God is faithful. And one thing you must know is God is faithful to his word, whether that word is public or not, whether you remember that word or not. And so you've got to examine yourself and see. And so going back to those words where he's telling people, if you don't get this particular fantasy out of your soul, it will take you out in nine years. I mean, specific to the year. If you don't break covenant with these people, they're going to be the reason that you don't fulfill destiny. And 12 years later, 15 years later, that word comes to pass. And I say this often that prophets look wrong long before they look right, because it takes time for the word of God to play out. It takes time. Sometimes it can take generations. I mean, seriously, the book of Revelation, we're still living that out. Some of it still hasn't happened. The book of Daniel, the book of Jeremiah, Isaiah. There's a lot of things that these prophets prophesied that have not played out yet. And if that was modern day, we call them a false prophet because we just saw what happened around here. We would call them a false prophet in a minute. Well, you said this and it didn't happen. It didn't happen yet. And see, yet is a three letter word. Very important in the prophetic that you have got to understand yet. And so I challenge you to revisit prophecies, even especially the ones that made you mad because maybe they didn't make you mad because, it, you know, they made you mad because it ruffled your feathers. But was God wrong? Was that person wrong? Was the spirit of the Lord wrong? Hmm. Probably not. I'm going to say no. And just because something doesn't bear witness with your soul or spirit, let me tell you something. The reason God has to send a prophet is because your spirit isn't picking it up. Thing. I think I saw my bell back here. Okay. Because you weren't picking it up. This is why we have radar and sonar and ultraviolet this and whatever, whatever that, because our natural eyes don't see it. So we have to engage a device that has a higher sensitivity or a stronger power source in order to get the information that we want. And ideally that is the prophet, that's the apostle. And so even though we're still focusing on, you know, prophets and God starts everything with a prophet, get over yourself. 
Stop making excuses. Stop blaming other people. It's you. It's me. It is us. You know, there are so many songs about it, how you have to look at yourself in order to get to the truth. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And that first truth is the truth about you. Some people vow to God, I'm going to go to school. Haven't gone to school anywhere. I mean, we have Price University, but it might be trade school. It might be to get your master's. It might be to get your associates. It might be to go back and get your GED and finish high school. You haven't done it. Sitting around blaming God for being in financial hardship. Meanwhile, he's been telling you for a decade, five years, 20 years, how your door of prosperity is down this road. It is down this road. You know, we could all take multiple highway systems to get to our street or to get to our neighborhood or get to what gets you to your neighborhood. But ultimately, it is one road that gets you to your front door. One. I can, you know, going home, I can take uh, shoot up Sheridan to get to my house. I can loop around by jumping on 169 and then jumping on this one and jumping on that one. And I could do all these other circuitous ways to get there. But ultimately, I've got to turn off of one road to get into my neighborhood to go through the gate to get to my driveway. That's it. So we can have all of these decorative wind arounds, but it's still one way. And with your destiny, you can have all of this, these creatives go around, uh, fly around. Uh, I'm going to go this way today. I'm going to go that way. But ultimately there's going to be one door to your destiny. There's going to be one pathway to your success. It may not be my pathway. It may not be somebody else's just like getting to somebody's home. I mean, how many people are on the same highway at the same time, all going to different destinations or many different destinations? thousands, millions, depending on the city in which you live in can be, especially if you're like, you know, Atlanta or Los Angeles or something like that, <clears throat> Houston to where there's just millions of people all over the place. But ultimately, even you can have sent, you know, a whole bunch of people going down the same street, but there's one driveway to your door. There's one. And then there's one key that opens your door. So somebody else can be parked outside of your house all night long. Guess what? That doesn't make them a resident. It doesn't mean they're going to get in there. And a lot of people are parked at somebody else's destiny, wanting it to be theirs. They're parked outside of their destiny home, wanting to get in. And it's like, um, sorry, that we don't have anything here for you. We have something here for the people who live at this address. Not for everybody who drives by. We have all done it. I think everybody in life has driven in a neighborhood that was not theirs, especially if it's nice, if it's beautiful. You're dreaming, you're, you're being inspired. One day, you know, I want to live here. One day, I want to have this kind of whatever. And guess what? You have to drive back to your little destination, wherever that is. And whatever car you're driving, you're looking at the Bentleys, you're looking at the Rolls, you're looking at the Teslas now, you're looking at whatever, and you're driving whatever you have, and you can sit and stare and look and stalk somebody all you want to, end up in jail, but that's not going to change the fact that that's not your destiny. Destiny, destination, destiny. See, they're tied together, destiny, destination. Your destiny is your destination, your final destination in, your, in life the reason that you were born, the reason that you were here. So I just wanted to edify, exhort, challenge. Good morning to all of you who are to have tuned in. He said, tell it. I am telling it on the mountain. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just want to, and I just wanted to say that because that's what God has to say today. 
is it's time for us to get over ourselves, to stop blaming him for the things that have not gone right in our life, things that we did not appreciate. Well, how did God let that happen? Why did he let that happen? Listen, why did you marry that person? Okay. Why didn't God tell me not to marry him? Oh, I'm sure he did. He told you through somebody's mouth. Somebody's mouth said, hmm, it's probably not a good idea. Could have been the person you actually married. Could have been you when you first met him. But you had to have, had to have, had to have. Stop blaming God for that. How come you won't give me a better boss on my job? Because this is the one you have. All right. Deal with it or get another job. I mean, we are the whiniest, cryingest people on the planet. And you can tell that our doctrine in the body of Christ at large is weak. And it is weak because the, the people of God are weak, crying, whining, hiding out partying, doing everything but the hard things for God. I've never seen so many prophets and apostles hiding out from the real issues that are facing the kingdom, not addressing politics, not addressing this filth in high places, not addressing what's going on in these school systems. Okay, so let's say you don't want to touch who's president and who's not, whatever. Then you can deal with what's going on in your own backyard the mayor in your own city, what's going on in these school systems. When I scour through what all these prophets and apostles are not talking about, this is when you realize why we are in so much trouble. And it's been about me, myself, and I, how can I play it safe? And you know what I see? More and more people begging for money, more and more people doing all these things, all these old games, old tricks, old things, instead of tapping into the new challenge that God has for us, because with that new challenge comes new resources, comes new connections. It comes with the opportunities that we want to have. So here is just a flyer to show you. It's just in a few weeks, November 16th through the 19th, our new era apostolic summit, apostles shift eras to save nations. You want to register for this, make it your business to be in Tulsa. Uh, it is not going to be streamed online. This event is live and in the flesh Wednesday night. Reverend Johnny Moore, powerful man of God, keynote speaker. I'm going to play his promo on our way out of today's broadcast and let you know this is where you need to be. But it's time to be where we're supposed to be and pay the price to be there. There's really nothing left to say. Either do what you said you're going to do for God and stop crying about it. Okay, do it or stop crying. Do it or stop blaming, by all means, stop blaming God. Stop, 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 and do, do, do. Do what you said you would do. Show up where you said you would show up. Maybe it's for the Lord in church. Maybe it's on your job. Uh, maybe it's for your boss. Maybe it's for your neighborhood. Maybe it's for your spouse, your family, whatever it is. Honor your word. Honor your word, and especially to the Lord. Now, listen, some people are out there, and I'm going to be done after this. Some people are out there who made promises that they had no business making. You need to tell these people, you know what? I should not have promised that. I apologize. I'm sorry. I repent. I've got to honor my word to God. There are those of you who have gotten into a whole mess of because you said you would be somewhere that you shouldn't have. You promised that you would be somewhere that you shouldn't have. Um, you quit something that you shouldn't have. And so you're going to have to clean it up. This might be the season of clean up for some of you. Uh, others, own up, clean up, own up, mount up, get up straighten up, whatever, just up, re-up, re-sign up for this thing. Some people are quitting God left and right. And he's like, I didn't tell you to quit. So you follow my word to start. And I didn't tell you to quit. I didn't tell you to stop doing this at all. Pick it back up. Some of you are supposed to be praying for people, others posting every day and just encouraging people. Um, some of you, it's volunteering. Um, yes. And doing things without money as an incentive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To sow and invest in your future or just to be there for someone else. So I just wanted to get that out today. 
for the Lord as his voice, apostle of the future, and to think about what kind of future are you going to have in God? What kind of legacy are you going to leave behind? What are you passing on to your children? What example are you setting for your families? I mean, some of this start stop craziness is like no wonder that this this younger generation is unstable because the adults uh, are unstable as well. So just take a, a quick look at um, this promo for the Apostolic Summit, especially for the Dignitaries Dinner. And I'll see you next week or maybe not, depending on my schedule, but something will be going this time next week. And hey, if you want to sow a seed, you know what? Go ahead and sow a seed. If you want to sow a seed, go ahead and do that. If you need to repent, go ahead and do that as well. This is a great time to pray and repent before the Lord and say, you know what, Lord, I'm coming back to you. I'm running back to your throne. I'm running back right now. And I want to thank you for tuning in, in this week to Apostle of the Future. You never know what you're going to find out here. Okay. So God bless. And I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Apostle of the Future podcast. If you like what you heard today, Visit AshleyCMinistries.com for more information. Follow me on Facebook at Apostle of the Future or YouTube at Dr. Ashley. See you next time. Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen.